Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another Imco with myself, Jonathan Chan. So glad that you can join me today as we embark on another discussion on what topped the news this past week, and offer you, my listener and viewer, on my Christian opinion on that topic. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with IMCO, what's an IMCO? Well, IMCO is just an acronym for In My Christian Opinion, where I offer you my Christian opinion on a particular topic that headlined the news this past week. So what headlined the news this past week? Well, it's about a survey that was done by Angus Reid. Angus Reid Institute is a I guess it's a company that that, um, does surveys to provide some statistics for people like uh, the news and the governments to just analyze what the social trends are. And so they did a survey recently because it just so happens that we had a trifecta of religious celebrations. For for the longest time, we never had three three celebrations all happening at the same time. One is the Judaic uh, Passover. Two was the uh, Ramadan of Islam, and three, Good Friday, which was um, the whole Easter week, uh, where there was a Palm Sunday that was kicked off on Palm Sunday till Good Friday. So all three uh, religious festivities happened at the same time on that one day, and that is very rare. And so I guess in, uh, that spurned a survey uh, it galvanized a survey that uh, for Angus Reid to do. And after the survey was done, it was reported by various news sources, such as Global News, which I posted here on the link below. And I will also post on uh, the comment section. I just kind of forgot whether well, there's some minor technical difficulties uh, uh, with Facebook Live. So hence, we're doing it this way manually. Uh, it w- my inco was supposed to be scheduled for 12 o'clock. And it, for some reason, Facebook didn't kick in at the, on the t- at 12, so I have to do it manually. So therefore, I included the link down here, but I will also provide you two links on the comments section later on, one being the news article, the other one being Angus Reid's uh, survey, the results of the survey, which were quite eye-opening, actually, uh, when I was reading it. But then, like all surveys, there are always assumptions being made, and I have a few questions about the assumptions, and if you would like to know know my questions of assumptions then uh, feel free to email me contact me message me whatever through my website and uh, i could provide you with my own take on those assumptions but that's not the case right now the case right now is one of the uh, um categories that angus reed uh surveyed and that the category was how is this religion engaged in the public sphere a public square that's what they said public square not public sphere and interesting enough, uh, one of the results surveyed, uh, the results were that, that many viewed evangelical Christians as damaging to society. Um, now, one caveat is that uh, it's a 50-50 split overall of how religions in general, especially monotheistic religions like Islam, Judaism, and Christianity, and Roman Catholicism, uh, how there was a 50-50 split as to whether they were damaging or not. So 50%, almost 50% say it's damaging and almost 50% say it's what they do is beneficial. So there's, <clears throat> there's that caveat. But uh, overall, though, 
one of the most interesting things is that to see evangelical Christians, how people view evangelical Christians as damaging to society. And I am going to uh, hopefully be able to find you a uh, quote uh, that I found interesting in one of the, in the article of the Global News. So just uh, give me a moment and I will be right there. Ah, right here. Okay, so here's a quote uh, in this article that I found very interesting. So under the heading in this article of why damaging, why is evangelical Christianity damaging, it goes like this, quote, in the case of Muslims to some extent and six, it is their visibility obviously, plus the global debates. Uh, I, I my, Now, my assumption is the global debates are uh, what's going on in the Middle East, what's going on with terrorism, etc., uh, etc., et and what's going on currently between India and Pakistan, where um, and also India with amongst themselves, with the, the uh, region in Punjab, and they're going at it too. So maybe they're referring to global debates as in the global political sphere. In the case of evangelicals, here, here uh, in, now Global TV is actually interviewing an individual here. I think it is more that sort of persistence, that sort of persistence, and that aggressiveness in their approach that worries people. So it's not like anxiety or um, like just intolerance of Christianity of evangelicals. It's this worry. So this person says, I think it is more than that more that sort of persistence and that aggressiveness in their approach that worries people. That sort of discipline and that sort of insistence worries people because they feel that there must be a strong agenda behind this beyond religion. Now that's interesting because that's a whole new discussion in itself. Does not religion and um, agenda go hand in hand anyway? That there is an agenda behind religion? So for this person, there's this dualistic split between religion and agenda, that there is this undertoning that this agenda is not even connected with religion. At least that's how I read it from this person. And so again, uh, this person is saying that the aggression, talking about evangelical Christians, it's the uh, how she sees it is that there's a sort of persistence and aggressiveness in their approach that worries people, that sort of discipline and that sort of insistence. So persistence, aggressiveness, Discipline, insistence. Uh, that's how people see evangelical Christians as damaging. It's because of our, our being myself as included, because I cannot just say that I'm not like them, because I am uh, also a evangelical Christian, uh, because I'm part of an evangelical denomination. And so I'll just use the word our loosely here. So it's because of our persistence, aggressiveness, discipline, and insistence. All right. Okay, so I'm not quite sure what they mean because they did not elaborate that. Neither did uh, the Angus Reid survey. They didn't uh, elaborate on what those words mean. So I'm going to go on a limb and make some judge, just jump, make a big jump and just say, okay, this is how I read it, okay? The, and that's how you do with news anyway. You have to interpret it yourself. You're not able, to, you really don't really have the resources nor the time to analyze these words. But let's just go on a limb and feel free to comment below if uh, you disagree or agree with me or would like to offer your definitions of these words. So 
how I see persistence in the 21st century lately, uh, recently. Sort of persistence. Now, how is persistence damaging? Well, I don't know. Uh, I guess like uh, for myself, uh, being an evangelical Christian, I cringe sometimes at uh, the persistence of making our social positions known, being very overt on it. Case in point, um, I know n- not that I am associated or affiliated with them, with uh, with uh, uh, some of them. Some of the outspoken voices are uh, anti-everything, right? Anti-LGBTQ, anti-SOGI, anti uh, anti-Islam, anti-mask, anti-vax, anti-whatever, right? Um, and unfortunately, these small voices, as one of the, this article said, they interviewed a fellow over at Evangelical Fellowship of Canada, and he, he actually offered his own take, uh, his own take as to why people think, why people are worried about evangelical Christians is because it's because of these minority voices of proclaiming that uh, Christianity is anti-everything and that there's this social norm that they are they are propagating and imposing on others their persistence in imposing these social that what they think are social norms on other people worries people and it, and it gives this image that evangelical Christians overall are damaging to society and I would like to say personally that I want to distance from that However, because I am affiliated with an evangelical denomination, I have to accept that as well. Accept the responsibility of my <laughs> own people, of my own uh, um, neighbors and community. Because hey, I do have members in my community that are this outspoken and firmly are convinced that they have to be anti everything. Uh, case in point, the the uh, trucker protest. Uh, a lot of them proclaim that. They are evangelical Christians. A lot of them came out of evangelical denominations who participated and endorsed and propagated and advocated for uh, this trucker protest. And fortunately, uh, unfortunately, also many of the uh, media that we receive with regards to what how evangelical Christians are, it's um, it's predominantly I hate to say it American. It's the American version of evangelical Christians. And yet, as I said, I can't say that uh, it is us and them because, again, uh, being uh, an evangelical Christian myself, yes, I cringe on these things. And yes, I do not agree with uh, their approaches or even their beliefs or convictions. Yet I have to take responsibility of that and say, yep. Yeah, it's it's also that I have to take responsibility of my own skin color too, right? I'm Asian as well. I'm Chinese, Canadian, and if I see any of my um, blood brethren or my own ethnic group behaving badly or um, and rudely, I have to take responsibility of that too, right? I can't say that oh, it's just them, right? No, then you become either racist or uh, discriminatory or stereotype, right? So. We have to. I have to take responsibility of that as well. So, anyways, persistence. Yes, I like for my interpretation of persistence. I think that's what they're referring to is that whole persistence of making uh, our own, well, our own, our as in quote unquote, not necessarily mine, our social norms that we think are social norms. We are persistent in making it known, being overt about it, being vocal about it, and trying to impose it on others who may not believe in evangelical Christianity to begin with. And hence, I think that's why. And then, okay, so second, aggressiveness is the second word that they use. 
And um, now I'm not too sure about in Canada. I, I don't really think that uh, the Canadian approach to uh, evangelism is aggressive. Uh, I, mind you, I think uh, uh, in in the states, uh, down in the U.S., there are some pockets where there is still that idea of in your face, uh, hellfire brimstone type of uh, uh, approach to uh, spreading the gospel. But I'm not too sure where this individual is talking about aggressiveness. And I have a funny feeling that uh, uh, this person is still referring to the events of recent day, recent weeks and months of trucker protests, anti-mask, anti-vax, you know, the the, the uh, parades uh, right now ha- like happening like almost every Sunday, which is ironic because shouldn't they be at church? But um, happening on Sundays, marching around at Robson Street. And so... Um, my guess uh, is that uh, persistence and aggressiveness goes hand in hand for this person and is synonymous. Okay, discipline. That's an interesting one. Hmm. So I'm wondering if uh, what she is saying is that uh, people are suspicious of people of also Islam and Sikhs and everybody else who has a religion. I wonder those who do not have a religion or do not subscribe to one. Do they are they really that suspicious of people who devote one day out of the week uh, for a particular with to do no work and to give ten percent of their income to a Christian community for good work to do good work in the community? Um, I don't know because for me personally, when I interpret discipline as an evangelical Christian, the reason why I devote uh, one day out of the week to do no work is very practical is to take a break, spend time with family, spend time spiritually with God and to realign my compass so that um, I have a better approach and perspective of humanity and be nicer to people and take on a more of a Jesus-like approach to everyone, i.e. loving. Uh, so the reason why I discipline myself to take purposely take that one day out of the week as a Sabbath is to realign my compass, spend time with my family, uh, my wife and my daughter, and do some good in the neighborhood, plus be generous and give to the, to the Christian community and uh, the nonprofits that my wife and I support. So being disciplined in that, being disciplined in generosity, being disciplined in hospitality, being disciplined in fam- investing time in my family, and to realign my compass so that I could have a more of a heart, loving heart for others. I don't see anything wrong with that. And so I don't know. Uh, that's how I see discipline. And if people are suspicious of that, so be it, I guess. There's no hidden agenda. It's more for myself. It's a personal agenda. It's basically to just what I said before. Uh, nurture my family. Uh, deepen my relationship with my daughter and my wife. Uh, to devote that day so that I could uh, give my give fi- my money, 10% of my money to Christian communities, for my Christian communities so that they could do good work, but also to uh, give my money to nonprofits that my wife and I inve- uh, are, like, are, have a relationship with, or like uh, case in point, the Children's Hospital, to give money there um, and the, the budget out our, our giving there to do good work. 
and also to just have time to realign my compass because sometimes I had a I have a shitty week and if I leave it like that and not realign my compass to just get in tune back with the whole uh, with Jesus's ethos, I don't think I could like I approach the next week with a better perspective of human humanity. Uh, I am called to love my neighbors, and I think I need that day to realign my compass so that I could love my neighbors better the coming week, right? Anyways, that's that's how I see discipline. Lastly, so I'm not too sure where she's talking about. What is she talking about when it comes to discipline? Insistence. All right. Um, again, I think, again, I think the insistence, aggressiveness, and persistence are all synonymous for this person. Uh, again, I think that uh, she's referring to events, past events, uh, with regards to all the, uh, uh, you know, the anti-everything and uh, people, the people who are anti-everything. Uh, case in point, oh, by the way, um, so I met, a, uh, I bumped into a, maybe he's a Christian fellow, probably, he has a Jesus fish on the car. He came out of the car one time, uh, there was a, one day, and I saw a t-shirt that said anti-everything. I'm like, oh my goodness, will you take that off? That is just totally not who we are. But anyway, so uh, so I'm thinking insistence, aggressiveness, and persistence is, is kind of synonymous for this person, so I'm not going to go into that. All right, so let's stop there. And again, I will post the link to this article and the Angus Reed one uh, after this, and uh, probably later this week uh, when I get my technology all fixed up. So what are my takeaways for this? Uh, so are, is Christianity dangerous? Is, is evangelical Christians, are evangelical Christians damaging or dangerous? Like I'll use the word dangerous because uh, Richard Dawkins, was it him who wrote that book? Christian? Uh, yeah, I think so. So I'm just going to borrow his title. Sorry, Richard Dawkins, but I will, I will just borrow. I'm sure you're okay with it. I'm just going to borrow his uh, title. So are Christians dangerous? Or and or in case in point, this uh, this article say damaging. Well, let's give you my takeaways. So here are my takeaways. Uh, I think Christian, we as Christians can do the wrong kind of damage, and I've seen it. Um, so case in point, uh, there's this uh, school trustee who's up for a re-election now, and he submitted his name, and it's in Chilliwack. Now, for those of you who know who I'm talking about, you instantly would cringe, right? You go, Ugh. but for those who don't, just quickly Google it and you'll find out. It's on the top of the news right now. He's done a lot of damage, a lot of damage that I think is wrong. Uh, calling people names, uh, accusing uh, uh, the, <laughs> accusing the, uh, or just making that uh, the statement saying that the head of our uh, Canadian medical team, uh, Teresa Tam, she's such and such and such. Uh, and that's why we can't trust her. Like She's a trans, so we can't trust her. Huh? Really? Just because you have a... Now, this is where the agenda comes in. Uh, he clearly has an agenda and is not a Christian one. And he clearly wants to self-glorify himself. And so we'll just wait until God judges him. But it's that type of damage that is wrong to really think and believe that your convictions that you think that are true that you would impose it on others and uh, without any notion of how it will affect them and or whether even to 
even take a slightest、um, thought on whether what our words mean to people or how is it loving? Have we ever gauged it so, and go through a litmus test called love? Are the, our words coming out of our mouths out of love? Or is this basically out of judgment and self glorification and just look self righteous? And for that gentleman that I just mentioned previously, who is now trying to run for another term as a school trustee, I believe he has another agenda. So I'm wondering、uh, about that agenda. Back on the article, I think that's what、uh, the writer of that article or the person that's being interviewed, I think that's what she's alluding to that there's this hidden agenda that this is far from beyond. Beyond Christianity, beyond Christian. And I think that's what she's saying. All right, so that's the wrong kind of damage. That to be so overt and impose on others norms that we think are norms on others. And without, re- without any consideration whether our words that come out of our mouths are loving. So that's the wrong kind of damage. Now, there is the right kind of damage. And I think. Uh, being, being part of some advocacy groups like、uh, against women trafficking, for me anyway, personally, I'm against women trafficking, child pornography.、Uh, you know, I've been part of、uh, the environmental awareness groups. Being part of those, I could see that there needs, there's some good damage that needs to be done. Meaning, meaning, okay, hear me out here. Don't just jump into a conclusion. Meaning that. Status quo needs to be disrupted sometimes.、Uh, we cannot keep、uh, a blind eye from human trafficking. We cannot keep a blind eye and just not、uh, think that child pornography is, is not a problem here. We cannot say that、um, uh, homelessness is not a problem here. Sometimes status quo needs damage, needs to be done. The damage needs to be done. Disruption,、um, just、uh, a A spark、uh, and some cause of trouble and a little bit of chaos, not, not in a bad way, you know what I mean, in order to wake us up so that we realize that this problem needs, is out there and needs to be resolved, and therefore there needs to be damage on status quo.、Um, Kate, like, I, I'm preparing a sermon for uh, a, uh, during our John series at,、uh, at Crucible Church. And one thing that I、uh, kind of took away from、uh, John chapter 12 when Jesus said that、uh, there needs to be death in order to be life, I think this is it.、Uh, this, what he's referring to is that status quo needs to die in order to that, that there's life.、Uh, status quo, systems, the systemic problems that we have,、uh, Asian hate,、uh, there needs to be damage done on that status quo. Because if there isn't any damage done, A, we won't be awake and realize that there is a problem, and B, solutions will not be initiated.、Uh, people will still be passive and not knowing, or doesn't want to know, or just remain ignorant of the problems that we have in society. So, the right kind of damage for Christianity that Christianity should do is to actually be an advocate for the various things that promote social justice. If we see injustice and we see that status quo and the systemic stuff is promoting this social injustice or environmental injustice, we as Christians need to do some damage. In other words, we need to be outspoken about it. We need to talk about it. We need to spread that, hey, we cannot just you know, let people do this type of things and be violent and 
go at at each other uh, and exploit people and exploit children. We have to be these folks who fight for social justice and uh, and not to be so concerned about social norms, if you think about it. And because it's those social norms that may just happen to be the culprit of creating this social injustice. And uh, uh, and that's my opinion on that about the right kind of damage. I think damage needs to be done on status quo. That uh, if status quo, the systems in place right now, that's currently the society is running, is exploiting people, creating social injustice and environmental injustice, by golly, the we as Christians need to do some damage and uh, and start creating solutions. Okay. And of course, I just have to reiterate, uh, like I said in the beginning, I know that there are a lot of minority voices that are getting the getting the media attention. And case in point, I think this reporter and the one, and the person who this reporter was interviewing uh, on Global News about you know using the four words persistence, aggressiveness, and insistence, except, uh, and discipline. Uh, I have to also take responsibility of it and say no that uh, that and really have to approach these folks who do these um the wrong kind of damage i wrote letters to that guy uh, who we mentioned earlier about who's running for the school board trustee in chilliwack i told him to shut up but you know it, it like letters don't really mean anything he probably just ripped it up and threw it away but i you know i take responsibility of it too right i have to do something about it I, if he is a self-proclaimed Christian and he says that he's an evangelical Christian, by golly, he's in my community. And therefore, biblically, we are told to rebuke our sisters and brothers. Not rebuke those who do not believe in what we do or what we believe, but rebuke those who are already, who are believers, who proclaim that they are believers, who proclaim that they're supposed to love their neighbors and are not doing it. We are to rebuke out of love for the for each other so that we don't do the wrong kind of damage lastly uh i know that there was a i i was i read some a few articles about you know us being uh doing the wrong kind of damage and i and some of these uh groups quoted this verse here and uh, i'm going to read it to you just to close off and here's my take on and then provide you my own interpretation of this passage it goes like this, found in Matthew 10, 34, 39. And they think that they are supposed to be the sword. Uh, these They meeting these anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers. You know, all those minority groups that are just thinking that their social norm is the norm for all society and they're imposing on everyone. It goes like this. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. If you love your father or mother more than you, you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you'll find it. So some of these uh, minority groups uh, that claim to be Christian, but just doing a lot of damage in the wrong kind of way, they think that they're the uh, they're the uh, uh, they're the pioneers and they're they're the uh, soldiers for Jesus. It's using one of these using this verse as their uh, one of their using this along with other verses as their uh, justification. 
for me, I'm going to go back to the right kind of damage. Jesus, in overall, in the Gospel of Matthew and the rest of the Gospels, Jesus has always been pushing against the status quo. The status quo is that there's this hierarchy of power where the Pharisees and the temple priests and the teachers of the law were exploiting and abusing their power over people. And so when Jesus came, these guys, the Pharisees, the temple priests, and the teachers of the law, they wanted Jesus to pat them on the back and say, well done, you're great, Uh, you're still God's children, you're in. And he didn't do that. He kept on identifying their sin, identifying where their loyalties uh, lied, uh, loyalty, their loyalties were, which was really just their glory and their self-glorification and money. And so he identified a lot of that to them. And so uh, he didn't come to pat them on the back. He didn't come to say, peace on earth for you. Okay, And that's what I think he's referring to. He's not telling these, uh, these uh, Jewish leaders that I come here to pat you on the back. No, I'm here to tell you to that if, you, if your loyalty is somewhere else other than me, then you're out of here, basically, full stop. And he went to the extreme of talking about family members, which is really back then, there were a lot of uh, family loyalties, uh, patriarchal loyalty, matriarchal uh, cultures. They, he wanted to go against that grain, the social norm where people were being exploited if you were below any of them. He wanted to, Jesus wanted to say, I am not here to affirm the current social norm and status quo. I am here to bring a sword and just create the right kind of damage to correct this so that people who are, be, are no longer at the bottom and under the table, they are now at the table equal and having the equal amount of opportunities to flourish as human beings. And that's what he meant. And, and that's what I think when I read this passage in light of the context of all the Gospels, that's what I think Jesus meant. He's not here to uh, pat us on the back and to say, oh, well done, you social justice people, and, you know, so social police, you know, uh, imposing others your social norms. No, he's here to do damage on the current systems that are creating social injustice, the current systems that may be causing homeless, homelessness, the current systems that are creating hunger, the current systems that are creating child exploitation, the current systems that are uh, promoting human trafficking. He's here to do damage on that, the right kind of damage. And I think that's what we as evangelical Christians need to focus on rather than, think, rather than imposing social norms on others because we have to watch ourselves. It could be that the social norms that we're advocating may be one of the reasons why these systems needs to have the right kind of damage. Maybe it's the social norms that are creating this exploitation of people and of the environment. All right, that is from that is enough from me. Um, hope you enjoyed the IMCO today. Uh, signing off from me, my name is Jonathan. Again, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about what I just said, hey, you know what? I'm open for discussion. Feel free to connect with me, contact me. My website's going to be on the screen soon at the concluding part of this uh, IMCO. So till next time, have a wonderful week.